Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome to Hollywood and Levine. I am Ken Levine, your podcast host. And this week, kind of a fun and a little bit weird episode. Uh, This is about uh, a radio station. That has been on the air for like 45 years, but it hasn't. What do I mean by that? Well, those of us who grew up loving radio and wanting to be disc jockeys, lots of us had these bedroom radio stations where we would set up turntables and things and and we would do radio shows in our room that obviously were not heard anywhere other than our room, but we were quote-unquote broadcasting. Well, you're going to meet a gentleman who has essentially had this bedroom radio station for 45 years. Yes, that's true. And it's a a story about how much meaning you get in life if you love doing something, even if it's something kind of wacky. Deke Duncan has had Radio 77 going from suburban London, his home, for most of his life. It's a fascinating and, like I said, a little bit of a weird story. You are going to enjoy meeting Deke Duncan this week on Hollywood and Levine. Radio 77. So you have a studio in your house and you have a speaker in your living room yeah. And that's pretty much your entire coverage area. <laughs> Describe uh, yeah. your studio. Yeah. You you have a well, full studio, don't you? I do. Yeah, the studio is actually in the backyard, in the in the garage or the garage, as you uh-huh. say. Uh-huh. Um, I, I built it in the garage because I wanted to feel like it was on a ship, like the old pirate radio stations we had around the uh, English coast. Right. They were so cool. And I, I wanted this to feel like that. Yeah. And just, just to explain what those pirate stations were like, back in the 60s, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, when the Beatles were hitting and there was that explosion yeah. of great music, and the BBC only would play like six hours a week of popular music, 
And right. so there were these these pirate stations in international waters, these ships, yeah. and they would broadcast like Radio Caroline and Radio mm-hmm. London. And mm-hmm. so that's the only way that, that kids in Great Britain got a chance to really hear the music around the clock. And yeah, I guess uh, for around. you, that's how you fell in love with it originally, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's... Um... It, it was kind of a shock, really, be, uh, listening to the BBC and then listening to a, a radio station, a rock and roll radio, that definitely had American influence. Right. It just, it just blew me away. I thought, well, oh, this is so cool. How old were you I, I, then? Uh, 21. Okay, and so this was uh, 1965, 66, yeah. something like that? Six, 65 when I first heard it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, oh, I thought, wow, this is just so cool. Um, I want to I wanna be one of those guys. I want to be a DJ. They, they did hire many uh, North American DJs, Canadians and Americans. Uh, they, they were so cool. I mean, your country's been doing it for so long. You, you're, you're the masters of it. Uh, <laughs> it's the only I, thing we are the masters of. <laughs> oh, no, hey, no. <laughs> I'm a great fan of the USA. Uh, since I've been five years old, uh, America has had certain magic for me. I so love the place. So did you ever apply to the BBC? I did. When, the, when Radio Caroline was taken off the air in 1968. Okay. And that left a big hole in my life. And I thought, well, I... Where am I going to go? How, how can I, I? I was going to get a job on Caroline, but I left it too late. The ships had been towed away. Oh. So the BBC replaced the pirate stations with what they called Radio One, which was going to be an all-day music station, but it was kind of a lame affair. But I thought, that's the only game in town. I'll, I'll apply there. Sure. I called, I called them. I spoke to somebody on the switchboard. They put me through to programming and... I said, uh, yeah, I'd like to be a, a disc jockey. Could I send you uh, an air check? Maybe listen to it and see see what you think. <laughs> so the woman said, you sound very young. You, how old are you? And I said, I'm, I'm 21. She said, well, this is a very precarious way to earn a living, so... I suggest you go and get yourself a proper job. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, I already had a proper job. I I was in the construction industry. I drove uh, earth-moving equipment. It was a really cool job. So I had the proper job. I I wanted a cool job. (laughs) Right. But but, um, that's the way things were in those days. But you were undeterred because there were still some pirate ships in other waters and yeah. didn't you apply and get a job with one? I did. I did um, in 1970. Okay. Another ship, another ship came along and they thought, you know, we're going to have a go at this. They were financed by a, a Zurich company. It's called Radio North Sea. They placed an advert in the local musical press. Disc jockeys required must be prepared to work at sea. I thought, oh man, I know what this is. <laughs> so I applied. So I sent them an air check. Um, it took us several weeks and they replied to me saying, we like what you do. Uh, we'll keep in touch with you and we'll, we'll take you on. Just kind of stay by the phone kind of thing. Um, and then in 1971... There, somebody put a bomb on the ship and blew the whole thing to hell. It was a complete disaster. 
Wow. So, well, you're lucky you weren't on the ship. Did, did people lose their lives? Uh, no, luckily they didn't. Uh, and the ship did survive and the station carried on. But I thought, oh, we'll leave that. But they never got in touch with me again. So I thought, well, maybe. So the dogs. ship was bombed, but the rumor is that it was a competing radio station ship that yes, bombed yes, it, it was. right? It, it was that, yeah. <laughs> These were pirates. Yeah, yeah, man. Now that's competition. That, that, that is competition. So you decided to start your own radio station just I to did. have something to do. Let's go back to that. Well, <clears throat> I wanted to be a disc jockey. So I thought, well, I'll make a studio in my bedroom at home in my parents' house. Right. It, does, it doesn't matter if I don't have an audience. Disc jockeys on the radio, they don't see their audience, so it's going to be kind of the same thing. Right. You don't actually see the audience. You, you're kind of... A lot of radio like, disc jockeys, myself included, at one time or another, had bedroom radio stations. Yeah. Oh, that's... You're, you're not so alone. I'm not the weirdo here. You're, you're not alone. <laughs> no, we didn't do it for 44 years, but no, you're, you're not alone. <laughs> Yeah, so, and then I developed my, my talents, skills, if you like, um, and I, I just loved it. I obtained some of those 77 WABG jingles and edited them to say just 77. I thought, that's a cool name. And right. it will also be, and it'll be a tribute to my favorite radio station, which was WABC. I loved uh, Dan Ingram. Oh, uh, me Harrison, too. Yeah. And, Ron Lunday, oh, they were just, ah, yeah, they were fabulous. I so loved it. You, I, uh, you, you did that for, for a couple of years, and then you, like, you got serious. You built, like, a whole studio in a shed, and you had friends of yours. You had neighbors also doing shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was uh, working as a club DJ, and I moved to Stevenage, which is down south near London, just outside London. Okay. <clears throat> had this job as a, a club DJ. I thought kind of second best to be in a radio DJ would be a club DJ. Uh -huh. But I, I had this brilliant plan. I would pr produce my shows as if it was the radio and not a club. Okay. The, the DJs, the DJs in the club at the time, they 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 would fool around and dance and wave their arms around and just be kind of goofy. Right. So I thought, no, I'm, I'm going to sit there with headphones and I'm going to play radio jingles. I'm going to present this like a radio show. And it went down a song. talk up to the vocals and the whole thing. Oh, you bet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and it it went down a storm. It really did, and it's well, then. I met a couple of guys in the audience. They came to, up to me and they said, you, you sound like a radio DJ. Were you on Radio Caroline? And I thought, I've got to say yes. Sure. Sure. <laughs> How are they going to know? But I didn't. Ah. I didn't. I thought, no, that wouldn't be right. It, uh, but the, I said, well, I, I have a radio station at home. Why don't you come and join me? And they did. And then I had, I had my team of DJs. It was absolutely fabulous. We'd spend the whole weekend broadcasting, rolling shows, three hours each, news on the top of the hour. We played the commercials, the weather checks. Uh -huh. It was it was just that little house that I lived in was um, was my ship. That was my pirate boat, and the, the, we had the radio station. It was fabulous. Loved it. 
And yeah. you and you had like at least a, a speaker in the house, so your wife could hear it, right? Uh, I wasn't married at that time. Oh, <clears throat> so uh, even one... less of an audience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but we had that imaginary audience, which right. that, that's what it's all about. Right. When I when I do this radio here, I, I have an imaginary audience. Well, it's not imaginary for the next few minutes because I want to pause now and play uh, a little bit of uh, one of your shows. And this was done recently. This was just a few weeks ago. Here's a chance to hear 77 Radio all over the world on this podcast with Deke Duncan. Rock and roll. Thank you, Connor. Wherever you go, let's go with 77. Let's go, go. Here's those Geordie lads. Mm. It's very nice. All about the Sultans of Swing. Get right here. Up in the dark. Yeah, yeah. And in the park, but meantime. Just so cool. Well, lovely. Mark Knopfler. Tire Straits, uh, the Sultans of Swing. If you've ever been a member of a semi professional club and pub band, you will know exactly what they're talking about. That song will mean a lot to you. It's going to be ringing bells, as they say. 16 minutes away from 9 o'clock, top of the hour, we've got Lady Pamela. With the news, right here, 77 AM. Good music guaranteed, right across your radio dial. With a little smile, of course. <laughs> Hall and Oates. What I want. It's all about making dreams come true. Right on. All the notes there. Conscious of visions of our breakfast here at 77. That's all the notes that, yes, we have porridge. To get the connection, though? Try a little harder now. Must try harder. Fast approaching 13 minutes now to the hour of 9 o'clock. Seven, uh, 9 o'clock, we got the news with Lady Pamela. Speaking of Lady Pamela, right? I got a word or two to lay on you about that last time, really. And now, look, here. Here's a look in a little word for the lovers of good, wholesome food. The Lady Pamela Proper Food Cookbook. It's still available. Seventh edition. Doing very, very well. You can buy it now from 77 Online. Now, this is proper home cooking from a properly good woman. Believe me, she is just wonderful. If you like your food honest, traditional, and super-duper, mouth-wateringly tasty, Pamela's Proper Food Cookbook has got your name right across it. Pay attention now. You can buy it now from 77 online. It's only $9.95. That's radio77.co.uk forward slash Pamela's Proper Food. Radio 77, the station that does nothing more than play good music. Holy moly, right, yeah. Well, we can do that. 
Candlewick Green on 77, Friday morning. How in the world you doing, boo-boo? And who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. All righty, you can be whoever you want. Very impressive. You sound great. Thank you. <laughs> you yeah. sound great. So yeah, how many hours a day do you do this now? Uh, maybe just a couple of hours. A couple hours. Yeah. Do you do it the same time every day? Uh, more or less, yeah. More or less. One of the guys that joined me all those years ago is now, I, I was reunited with him. Um, a couple of years ago, and he comes along every now and again. He's coming this week, actually, and we're going to do a whole day session. So do you just, like, on a Saturday, you go, you know what, I got nothing to do. I'm just going to broadcast for seven hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can do that. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and you're retired yeah. now, so... I I am, yeah. Okay, so you're you're not moving Earth during the during the day no, you, you, you no. can you can yeah, you don't no. have to get up at 5 a.m to to do your show right? no but i would <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. you, you do it what a couple hours a day do you record them do you listen back normally absolutely every time i record them yeah uh-huh yeah i listen back and analyze what i'm doing um if i think mm, maybe that needs to be adjusted slightly or this that uh, i i I see it as a work of art, sonic art. It's it's my whole life, actually. It's just I want to perfect it. So if you listen back to tapes of you, because I listen back to tapes of me when I was Beaver Cleaver, I think to myself, oh, my God, did I actually do that? (laughs) So do you listen back and go, oh, man, I'm I'm so much better now? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I do, yeah. I think you should. I mean, it's a craft. It's not just the difference between being a disc jockey and somebody who talks on the radio. It's cavernous. There is an enormous difference. A disc jockey is kind of an artist. I see it as an acting job, really, into character. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's what I do when I'm uh, on the air. I'm in character. I become kind of become somebody else. Right. Right, I kind of your alter home. ego. Now, have you ever yeah, expanded? Yeah. Have you ever, like, taken a tape recorder out and broadcast play-by-play of a cricket game or no, something? No, no, to, no. It's just, just <laughs> DJ. Just, yeah, music, music radio, yeah. Where do you get your records? They, uh, I had a, a huge record collection that I've transferred to CDs. Okay. And and obviously we have the internet now. You can download anything you want. Uh-huh. So, and, yeah. uh, you know, how how big is your rotation? You know, how long uh, until you hear the same record again? I could go two weeks before I start to repeat. Okay, because you have like a set playlist of 800 or 500 songs that you kind of rotate back and forth, right? Um, yeah, I yeah, I guess so. Hmm. I I don't have I don't have a playlist where I go on the air, I take a whole bunch of CDs. Uh-huh. And and I pick I pick them as I go along. Okay. I, I think maybe I play an Eagles song, I think. I'll play something that's going to contrast with that now and I'll pick something out and it just it just it's artwork, sonic artwork. Right. Love right. It. 
Yeah. yeah. You know Do you have any I'm favorites? you have any like two or three songs that, that get played like every couple of days? You know, I mean, if I was doing it, you'd be hearing Hungry Heart by uh, Springsteen. <laughs> like, you oh, know, every few days. Great intro. This rock yeah. song. It's like, uh, that would be my top of the hour ID like four days a week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you and I are so alike. That my 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 record library it contains every single song has got a good intro. Yeah. If a song does if a song doesn't have a DJ intro, I don't want to know. It there do, you go. It, it has to have that impact. It comes in like a like a smash in the face. And exactly. I talk over the talk over the intro right to the vocal line, and off we go. And I feel so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You talk up records in the car, I do. It's it's like yeah. one of those those great, you know, yeah. skills that you can't make any money from. Yeah. You know, and my wife just like uh, rolls her eyes like, okay, again, <laughs> again, right up to the post, right up yeah, to the right. post. Yeah. yeah. So uh, at one point you decided to move to the United States and actually see if you could get a job as a, as a DJ. Talk about that experience. Um, that was the experience that we were just talking about. Um, that just the two stations that said that, you know, we could put you on the sick list or we could put you on the graveyard shift. But and this was in San Diego? <clears throat> San Diego, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I I didn't just go with that. I was also going to start a kitchen designing company, which I had gotten involved in back here in the UK at that time. Okay. Um, And that that would have gone well, but uh, it just didn't work out, and we came home. So Uh, that was your first wife, but um, that marriage ended... And you moved on to a, a second wife. Yeah. Your first yeah. wife, I mean, I don't want to get personal, but um, she just wanted to hear a different station. I, I don't know what happened. Uh, she just didn't like the, the way that she became a radio widow, to, if I'm going to be completely honest. Uh-huh. Uh, she, she just had enough of me and my dreams. So, But so, the second wife is like all for it. In fact, your second yeah, she, wife... Pamela yeah, she, does the news yeah. for you every hour. She does, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. She's so cool. Well, obviously, obviously, yeah. Mm. That that yeah, sounds that, great. But the, the Radio 77, it fizzled out in the uh, mid to late 80s. <clears throat> it just kind of, the, the guy, one of the guys I was working with was Richard St. John, the other disc jockey, he... He took a job in Formula One racing. He was an excellent uh, car mechanic. He okay. couldn't turn that. That was an offer he couldn't refuse. So he took that. It kind of left me alone, I thought. Uh, and I just stopped doing it until 2014. After I'd married Pamela, I was having these dreams I, all the time, regularly, about Radio 77 building a studio and talking up to the vocals, I, I said to Pamela, I'm dreaming again about Radio 77. And she said, she's a wonderful wife, she said, well, we've got eBay now. Buy some more broadcast equipment, do your radio studio, and start the whole thing again. 
and and we did, and the, this is it. Yeah. So well, we, you can't see it. I mean, I'm we're doing this via Zoom, so I have a chance to see you, and yeah. this is like a fully equipped. This looks like. A, yeah. a whole lot better than half the radio stations I actually worked on. <laughs> yeah. He's got I'd... cart machines and he's got slide pots and he's got uh, faders and all kinds of things over there. Yeah. Big you'll, on the you'll air not... sign. <laughs> you'll notice the uh, these are CD players. Uh-huh. But I particularly bought that model because it looks like an NAB cart machine. <laughs> the know, whole thing is... Uh, you know, radio stations sponsor concerts all the time. And since yeah. yours is a fantasy station anyway, has Radio 77 ever uh, put together a Beatles reunion or you know, a great concert? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, but maybe we could. <laughs> well, you know what I find interesting about this is that as a writer, I, I sort of can apply this to my own life and all the other writers out there listening because when we write a, a screenplay on spec or a play or a pilot yeah. on spec, right. we're yeah. sitting at home and we're creating this whole world and nobody's making it yet. And right. in most cases, nobody ever will make it, but no. you lose yourself in that world and those characters, and it becomes very real to you. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I understand where you're coming from there. Yeah. So at one point, though, you finally did get a chance to be heard. The BBC found out about you, somebody did a, a story about you, and the BBC interviewed you, and what, they allowed you to do a show, right? They did, yeah. The BBC came along in uh, 1974 and did a kind of uh, a little human interest story on that, that radio station in that shed. Mm -hmm. um, and then that was shelved. Incidentally, I spent years and years trying to find that footage. And the BBC said, I'm sorry, all that footage has been deleted or, yeah. it's, or it's been lost. But then suddenly, 2018, they re-released it on one of these nostalgia shows. This day in 1974. Wow. And, it, and there it was. And, oh, wow, <laughs> that's me. And a local radio station from Stevenage in Hertfordshire, where I used to do this, they heard this and thought, well, we're going to have to find this guy and bring him on the show. And that's what they did. One of their presenters, Justin Dealey, uh, he found me and said, come, come and join me and co-host my Sunday morning show. And they gave me my own show. Um, New Year's Eve, 2018. I don't know, an hour. And was Absolute. this just on, on the local station, or was this in London? Where where was this that you got Th to do this, your hour? This was just outside of London in a town called uh, Dunstable. Okay. That was a local station, but of course they're worldwide on, online. Right. Well, which you know brings up another topic, and I'm sure some people are thinking, 
well, why doesn't he just go online and become an internet station? But the problem with that is you have to pay royalties. Exactly. If you're, if you're playing music. So it can become yeah. a costly uh, you know, adventure and you may be doing it and paying a lot of money and instead of only one listener, you have four. You know, but yeah. one is in Bhutan and then the other is in Albuquerque. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I did consider that um, several times, but uh, for what you've just said, I, 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 I didn't do it for, for the very same reasons that you're saying there now. Another thing, this station here, I, I play commercials. I, I get commercials online, real commercials, mostly okay. American. Uh-huh. I love some American commercials. It's so funny. And I play them, and it, it, it makes the whole show sound like a real radio station. If I was to go online, I couldn't do that. I would have all kinds of people saying, stop that. You can't do that. Right. So, and I don't want that. That's why those original guys were you should, doing it. You, from- you should really be audacious and <laughs> contact if you're doing like Coca-Cola commercials or something. Right. And just yes. send them a bill. <laughs> send them a bill for all the the spots you've been running. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm going to write that down. Exactly. <laughs> you, you could you could make a, an awful lot of money. <laughs> Who are some of your favorite disc jockeys from the past, both in the, the U.S. and in the U.K.? In the U.K., my favorite disc jockey of all time was the uh, Canadian guy who was on Caroline. His name was Don Allen. Okay. He was he was so cool. M- most of my style now is is kind of molded on that guy. I use some of his phrases uh, out of respect. Uh, okay. He was just so cool, very cool. American wise, um, it, um, Ron Lundy of Harry Harrison. I love Charlie Tuna. Charlie Tuna. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant. These guys are so, so cool. Uh, and, Razor sharp voices. Love these guys. Yeah, not, not Beaver Cleaver. I not, know, not Beaver Cleaver. You don't know. Well, you don't know. No, well, well uh, nobody yeah, knew who yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do now. I, so cool. I always, I always maintain that the only way I could get respect in radio was to get out of it. <laughs> you got. You do have the right voice. <laughs> for getting out of it, yes. <laughs> no, you get you have the right voice for uh, a, a radio DJ, American voice, perfect. Well, thank you. Uh, this has been a treat. How long are you going to keep doing this? You're you're what now? Like uh, I'm guessing mid seventies. Seventy five. Just okay. a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a big birthday celebration on the air? Uh. No, I didn't actually. No, not this year. No. Uh huh. <laughs> God, we've got all this health thing going on at the moment. Right. We? Right. Do you take listener requests and just make up people? Um, no, I don't. Trump do... uh, has called in and <laughs> wants to hear witchy woman. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't print no. surveys or everything. Anything that you send out. Well, a lot of L.A. and national radio stations would print their top 20 survey and they would right. distribute those in record stores and things like that. So, Right. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> well, thank you so much. And uh, Deke, good luck. Keep going. And uh, oh, well, one quick question. Uh, I, I know I'm bouncing around, but, you know, there are low power transmitters. Yeah. Have you ever thought of that so that, you know, even you broadcast down the block? I, I actually, I do have um, a low power FM transmitter right here. Okay. So you it's, do broadcast, uh, you know. It's, it will go, it goes maybe 100 yards around the studio. Uh, okay. That's how, the, that's how they listen in the house. Yeah. All right. So I, I do broadcast technically, yeah. Well, you're rocking it. You're rocking it. And uh, <laughs> if you ever need somebody to fill out your application for the Fantasy Radio Hall of Fame, right. I, I'm your man. <laughs> okay. Deep you Duncan, are my man. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. Radio 77. And that will do it. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Lady Pamela for letting me have Deke Duncan for a half an hour here. And uh, if you ever get to his block, be sure to listen to Radio 77. Okay, our thanks as always to Adam and Susie Meister, Butler, Howard Hoffman, John Wolfert, Bruce and Jason Miller. If you want to get in touch with me, Hollywood Levine at Outlook.com. That is Hollywood Levine at Outlook.com. I will write you back. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at at Ken Levine. Also on Instagram, Hollywood and Levine. And if you uh, want to subscribe, please do. And if you want to give me a five-star review on iTunes, that would be appreciated as well. Stay safe. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hollywood and Levine.